Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a few things of note. First, you may or may not be aware that I host another podcast called The Third Seat. The Third Seat is unrelated to the podcast you are listening to right now, but if you'd like to check it out, then I will put a link in the description of today's episode that you can use to listen to it. If you like this podcast, then I really think you will like The Third Seat as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Next, I want to let you know of a few ways you can support the podcast. First, be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Word of mouth is not only a great way to help support the show, but it's also zero cost. Secondly, if you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a positive review is one of the best ways of not only supporting the show, but it also gives me direct feedback from you regarding how you feel about the show overall. I greatly appreciate if you decide to take the time to support the show in any of these ways. Finally, if you'd like to follow me or the show on social media, then feel free to check out the description of today's episode. Here you will find all affiliated and mentioned links, as well as how you can support the show online. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into and supporting the show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum. I'm going to be your host for today's episode, as always. Um, and today is another installment. Today's episode is another installment of the segment, uh, that I like to call sincerely yours truly, where you get to hear from me, you get to hear my, uh, thoughts on different topics and different things straight from me. Um, and today I want to talk about something in particular that, um, you know, I've been, I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's been kind of something that's been my thoughts on it have been developing, um, over the past few months or so. And I felt like, you know, I know I've mentioned parts of this before in other areas, maybe on other episodes and, um, in conversation before, but, uh, I don't think I've ever dedicated a full episode of this podcast, uh, to this topic. And so what I'm going to kind of loosely, (laughs) kind of loosely title this, this, uh, topic is the fear of long chapters or the fear of big chapters. Um, and I'll, I'll get to that in just a minute. Um, but in order to kind of set up the premise of this topic, I want to first talk about, um, just, well, I want to start back in high school, uh, with me. So, well, I guess technically a little bit before high school. So a little bit about me. Um, I played sports growing up pretty much my whole life. Uh, I played football, basketball, played a little bit of soccer. Uh, I played a little bit of baseball. That was kind of the main, main sports that I played, uh, growing up on into middle school. I can, basketball was definitely my favorite sport to play. Uh, whenever I was, whenever I was in, um, whenever I played football, I was a lineman and I didn't exactly enjoy being a lineman. Um, but, uh, basketball was always my favorite. And so by the time that I got to high school, I was like, you know, I want to try out for the basketball team. That's the sport I want to try and play. Um, you know, I felt like I had the skill set for it. I had the, the size for it and I wanted to give it a shot. And, um, that was that, you know, I ended up being a part of the team. And so if you've never played basketball, uh, or if you, you may, if you've watched basketball, you've, you've seen this before, but something that's not entirely unique to basketball, but is definitely a, a, a characteristic of the sport in general is that, 
it's a sport that requires when it comes to running in the sport, it's, it's somewhat less of an endurance. Uh, you're the running you do is somewhat less endurance and more, um, I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, in, in basketball, you're sprinting a lot. You know, you're going from one end of the court down to the other as fast as you can. Uh, you know, you're not jogging. You're not supposed to be jogging, uh, you know, during the sport because it's a very fast, generally it's a fast paced game. Uh, and so it's a game where you're sprinting up and down the court. Uh, and obviously there is some amount of, you know, physical endurance that that requires. Um, but this was this you know a main part of the sport is not necessarily how far you can run but it's how fast you can run from one spot to the next you know that's kind of a, a main tenet of playing basketball so growing up my whole life this was always the way that i associated like that that was what running was to me and so i would hear people all the time that could you know they were on the the cross country team in high school or they they were just natural runners and, and this episode is not all about running. So if you're not a runner, uh, don't worry. You, you stick with me here. You don't, you don't have to tune out immediately, but this is, this is getting to the point. Um, but in my mind, all I knew about running was it, it was sprinting as fast as you could. You know, it, to me, it meant getting exhausted incredibly quickly. And I just could not fathom how these people would run multiple, multiple, you know, tens of miles in a row and still somehow be standing on their two feet. Like that just seemed impossible to me. I remember at times we would run, you know, we would like run the mile in high school and I would just be exhausted because for one, I wasn't used to running long distance, but also in my mind, to me, running meant running as fast as I could. And so I would try to sprint that mile. And obviously, you know, if you've ever ran before sprinting any kind of distance like that is going to be, you know, incredibly exhausting. So this was my attitude toward things like this. Anything kind of endurance related, I felt like I wasn't capable or I wasn't in the best position to do it. Uh, just because in my mind, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do something like this, I have to, I have to sprint through it. I have to go as fast as I can. Um, and so this has translated into my adult life, you know, um, you know, the reason why I say I set it up this way is because, uh, this attitude that I have did not only bleed over into, it wasn't just confined to sports. Uh, it bled over into a lot of different aspects of my life in a different way. Uh, growing up, I was not exactly a bookworm of any sort. Um, and you know, the, the, the fondest memories I had of reading books growing up or being interested in books was, you know, had to do with like the Magic Treehouse series. I remember I was really into the book Hatchet. I don't even remember who wrote it. Um, I just remember there was a book called Hatchet when I was younger. It was about this guy that like crash landed a plane and just had to survive in the wilderness. I thought it was like the coolest thing when I was younger. Um, and I, I don't know if it, um, <laughs> there was this one series that I really liked uh, when I was younger called the Geronimo Stilton series. And I, I don't know where that name came from. Uh, but it's basically like this mouse or this rodent of some sort that uh, he would go on these adventures and he was his name was Geronimo Stilton. Uh, that was his name. Um, and of course, who can forget the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series? That was my bread and butter when I was younger. I had every book. I had every you know book associated with the movie. Uh, when the movie series came out, I loved it. Uh, and th that was like the best in my opinion. But I say all that to say 
not to downplay those books, but like that was my view of reading. I saw these books that, you know, were relatively easy to consume. They weren't like, you know, these massive, just, just tree trunks of books. They were these generally, you know, modest sized with some pictures thrown in here and there. The writing wasn't super over my head and it was, you know, all kind of just cheerful and fun in, in spirit. It wasn't any, any grand, uh, you know, message behind it. It was just a, a fun little book to read. And so part of my attitude towards being more attracted to those books is because I could, I could read them. Uh, you know, obviously they were a little bit shorter, but I could read them a lot quicker than I could any other books, which is, you know, kind of translating my attitude towards running in high school and middle school. Um, this is kind of why I was attracted to these kinds of books whenever I read that is in middle school. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember very vividly, uh, when I was in middle school, there was this girl who, uh, we'll call her Susie. Um, she was a huge fan of the, the, the twilight series and the Harry Potter series. And I remember looking at those books and like when I say this, she would read, she, she would read each one of them multiple times, which I don't know if that's a common thing in the reading world, but that just blew my mind. Like she would read each one of them six or seven times, which just blew my mind. Um, but I, just, at the time, I just could not like th- these seemed like the biggest books in the world to me. I just could not comprehend reading a book that was more than 150 pages and didn't have pictures in it, you know. Um, but as I moved into high school, I became even less of a reader, uh, you know, aside from the books that I was required to read for my classes. Honestly, I really can't remember really any books that I just read for the fun of it or just for the sake of reading when I was in high school. Uh, you know, like I said, there was, there were a couple books that I had to read for classes and stuff like that. Uh, I remember one summer in particular, uh, my parents will know if they, if they hear this, they will know exactly which summer I'm talking about. There was uh, one summer in particular leading up to one class where I had multiple books I had to read before school started. And I of course waited till the last minute to do it. Um, but they were of course a huge help in getting that done. Um, but, but yeah, you know, the, the point of what I'm saying is, you know, as I moved into high school, reading was not something that I wanted to do just because it felt like such a marathon to me. Like I just looked at these things. I was like, man, I got to sit down. I got to dedicate potentially, you know, hours to this book. I, I wasn't like a super fast reader, or at least I didn't feel like I was. And I was just like, I, I, I got other things I need to be doing. I, I just, it just wasn't a part of what I wanted to do. Um, However, for, you know, a myriad of different reasons, um, I decided back in 2020, uh, the great year that it was, uh, that that year I wanted to start making reading more of a habit of mine. I'm sure I'm not the only person that did this because, uh, I, like many people during that time was cooped up in my house. Uh, I had nothing else to do. I also became a, uh, I got, I went down a huge rabbit hole of coffee, uh, just learning about that and, and becoming a bit of a nerd about it. However, that's a conversation for a different day. Um, but I decided I wanted to make it more of a habit of mine. I had this extra time on my hands. I'd always kind of wanted to be that guy. Like, although I didn't read a lot, I was jealous of people who did read. Cause I was like, man, you just look, you look distinguished. You look smart. Like, and there's something, you know, gratifying about completing the marathon of a book, you know? Uh, and so I decided I convinced myself to give reading another shot. Like I said, I haven't read, you know, at this time I hadn't read really anything just for fun. Uh, it was more just out of necessity if I really read any books. Um, 
And now, over two years later, uh, reading has become one of my favorite pastimes. Um, it, it's funny. I, so I'm currently 22 at the, rec- the time of the, this recording. Um, and, you know, reading has become something that I enjoy so much that um, by a lot of my peers and friends, uh, I've been labeled kind of like an old soul because they'll ask me like, oh, what did you do over the weekend? Or, oh, what do you do in your free time? And I'll go, I'll tell them, you know, like, you know, um, I like to cook. I like to bake. Uh, I like to hang out with, um, you know, those, my close friends and I like to read. Uh, and usually I'm in bed by about nine or nine, nine o'clock or nine 30. Uh, and so they just kind of label me as like the, the old, the old soul of the group, but that's fine. You know, I, I you know, you, it comes with the territory. Um, so this, this whole kind of new interest of mine, combined with also the fact that, uh, and, and maybe, I don't know, maybe this is just because I'm in my twenties, I'm trying new things. Um, also due to the fact that I have recently kind of become a little bit of a, of a runner, I guess, <laughs> um, bringing back the, the running theme. So, uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, I, I, along with my fiance, uh, decided to sign up for a half marathon. Uh, and if you had asked me to do a half marathon when I was in high school, I would have probably looked at you like you had four heads. Um, but, um, we decided to sign up for a half marathon and, um, so far in the training, uh, the, the training for the half marathon in combination with some of the things that I've learned over the past few years of me reading more consistently, um, you know, I've learned a lot of different things, but there have been, there's been one consistent, consistent theme that I've realized about myself. I've recognized, and I've, you know, been able to learn from. And that is what I referred to, um, at the beginning of kind of what I'm loosely titling, uh, this, this episode, uh, is, is that I have a fear of large or long or big chapters, um, you know, whenever I come across a book or, or any kind of endurance trial that, uh, seems long or, you know, large in, in size, it's not necessarily that, that aspect of it that, um, drives me away from wanting to try it. It's not necessarily, uh, you know, if, if, if you give me a, a book with, I don't know, let's just say I'm good. This, this seems like a lot of pages to me. If it's not to you, then, you know, whatever. Uh, but if you give me a book, that's like 800 pages. Um, obviously to me, that's a lot of pages, but I would be more apt to read this book. Um, or let me put it this way. If you give me two books, one book, both of them are 800 pages, both of them are 800 pages. Um, and, one of them has it. And let's just say for the sake of this, it's the same book, like the same topic and everything. Uh, but one of them has 80 chapters and the other one has eight chapters. Okay. Um, and they both have 800 pages and they're the same book about the same thing, you know? So, and that's the premise. If you gave me both of those books, I can almost guarantee you it would take me more time to complete the book with eight chapters rather than 80 chapters because, and you know, and there's no difference in the story. There's no difference in the overall page count. Um, that's it. You know, it's the same story, the same book. It's just a difference in the amount of chapters relative to the total page count of the book. 
And this is something, this is why I refer to this as the fear of long chapters, because this also goes with, um, you know, how I've kind of some things I've learned in regards to my recent, uh, entrance into the running world. Uh, so like I said, I know there's no inherent difference between these two kinds of books. Um, but like I said, if I were to read both of these books, I can confidently say that the book with the fewer chapters, even though it has the same amount of pages would take me a lot longer to complete. Um, now, like I said, I'm labeling this kind of the fear of long chapters. I don't know if this is an actual thing, like an actual phobia or condition that exists. <laughs> I have no idea if it is, then, you know, someone can correct me, but this is just kind of the way I'm, um, I'm referring to it. Uh, and, and similarly, this is part of the reason why I was always skeptical to try and start running, uh, longer distances because, even though it's not chapters in a book, I would view running any kind of distance as just this insurmountable task that I just couldn't do. It was something that I would get, you know, if I tried, I would just get exhausted extremely fast. And it was something that I just kind of chalked up like, well, this is, this is just not for me. This is not the thing I'm going to be doing. This is not something for me and, and not something that I need to be worrying about right now. So the question is then why does it take me to, why does it take me longer to finish these books of equal length when, you know, the only difference is the amount of chapters or, or why was it so hard for me to start trying to run on any kind of consistent basis when now I'm able to run dis distances, you know, longer than anything I'd ever ran before. Um, you know, what, what's, what's the difference? Um, and to me, I, I think I'll use an example here in just a second, but I think it's really all about compartmentalizing. I think that's the correct word I'm using here. Uh, if it's not, then so be it. Uh, but to me, it's all about compartmentalizing the, um, or itemizing maybe is a better word, uh, the task in front of me, you know, Whenever I read a book, I'm reading a book right now, um, and uh, I'm, I'm reading at this moment, I'm reading The Da Vinci Code, uh, which has been, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, but it's got about 450 pages in it, I believe, somewhere in, in that in that ballpark. Um, and I'm not here to say whether, you know, your, your perception of whether you feel like that's a lot or not a lot of pages, whatever. I'm, I'm not here to say that, but... The book, I've read books that have been longer and read books that have been shorter. And right now I'm really enjoying the book. Like I've been reading through it very quickly. Um, just over the course of a couple of days, I've made a lot of progress in it. And part of that is because I really have enjoyed the story. But also, um, you know, I, this book in particular, the chapters are not very long. There's over in the book, there's over a hundred chapters. I'm fairly certain which means that each chapter at most is like four to five pages. I mean, it's really not these super long chapters, which to me makes it seem like uh, rather than, you know, if you compare this to like a race, uh, like a foot race of some sort, rather than having to run from one mile to the next and the, each mile marker being a new chapter, it feels like I'm, kind of hopping from one position to the next. Like I'm taking short little jumps from point A to point B and then point C, point B to point C. Like I'm taking these short little hops through each chapter and getting to the same destination at the end. 
And so this, this is why, you know, I say that I think for me, it's easier for me to accomplish tasks like this. Um, you know, if I kind of break it down into different, different, you know, items or different kind of compartmentalize it, I think I'm using that word correctly. Uh, but even better, in my opinion, an even better example of how to do this is something, and I know I've mentioned this before, uh, but it's something my mom always tells me. She's told me my whole life. Um, and if she's hearing this right now, she's, she probably knows exactly where I'm going with this. Uh, but she would always like, you know, if I ever went up to her and was like, you know, having trouble with something, whether it's in school or in regards to the sport that I was playing or, or whatever, uh, if I ever went up to her and just talking about how I was having trouble, she would always look at me and say, let's, let's say before you stands an elephant, a, a grown fully adult, not a, not a baby elephant, but a full grown adult elephant with giant tusks and, you know, just, just a behemoth of a, of an animal. And your task was to eat this elephant. Now, um, you know, for, for those that are, that are curious, uh, there, there are no elephants that were harmed in the making of this, this hypothetical situation. Uh, but let's say you were, you were, you were tasked with having to eat this elephant. How would you do it? I mean, it's literally the largest land mammal or land animal on the planet earth. It is a giant animal. What would you do? And, you know, I would eventually catch on and I knew the answer to the question, but it's very simple. She would always look at me and say, you eat the elephant one small bite at a time. And that's the truth. You know, if you were going to eat this, this hypothetical elephant, you wouldn't try to stuff the whole thing in your mouth and, and eat it in one big fell swoop, or you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even divide it up into like fourths. I mean, the thing is massive for crying out loud. You would have to break it down into really, really, really small pieces and then take it one step at a time. If, if that was your true goal, <laughs> you know, and I think this is why I find it, uh, so much easier to complete these books in front of me. And now why I've been able to, uh, run longer distances than before, uh, you know, than I had in the past, because as I was using with the example of the books, uh, with like, you know, 800 pages, Whenever I read a book that has shorter chapters uh, and is broken down, not into these giant chapters, but in these shorter chapters, um, to me, it feels less like a, like a marathon and more like I'm checking off, uh, you know, I'm able to take it one small bite at a time. And even so, something I've learned with running, something I had to, I had to kind of rewire my, my brain on is that, you know, initially when I started running, I would run one or two miles and be exhausted by the end of it because I was running way too, like I was trying to run way too fast. I was pushing myself so hard that I would get to the end of a few miles and just be exhausted. And I would see people that I knew just, you know, like it was nothing, just run five, six, seven, up into 10, 10 plus miles. And I would just wonder like, how on earth are they doing this? And I'm sure everybody's, everybody's strategy is different. But for me, what I had to realize was I had to slow down some, I had to stop running as fast as I could. I had to slow down some and break each mile down into different parts. For me, I would break it down into fourths and into quarters. Uh, you know, sometimes to me, a mile can seem intimidating. You know, it's like, Oh my goodness, I got to run, uh, you know, like over this weekend, I ran five miles, uh, just in, just in a, a little kind of a little loop I made up. And 
you know, to me, five miles is kind of intimidating, uh, at least on the, on paper, like in my mind, uh, it's not something that I really want to do when I think about it. Uh, but to me, each mile, I can break it down into smaller segments. You know, I look at, I'll look at myself and ask the question, okay, five miles may seem like a lot, but can you run a fourth of a mile? Yeah, I can run a fourth of a mile. Okay. Well, let's focus on tackling that first fourth of a mile first. And after you complete that, take on the next fourth of a mile and then take on the next fourth. And, you know, you can see where I'm going with this. Obviously, so on and so forth. Eventually, you'll complete the first mile and the second mile and the third and fourth. And you, you complete your however long, in my case, it was five, however long you're trying to run. This same idea can be applied to books. And, you know, for me, that's that's how I had to apply it to books uh, is learning to kind of break them down into into smaller parts in order to, you know, fully read them the in all the way through. But really, this can be applied um, in really any aspect of your life. I am a firm believer that uh, one of the first steps we have to take if we're going to try and accomplish any goal, big or small, is to adequately divide this goal up into realistic, attainable checkpoints. Um, If it's a book that you want to read, it would be properly dividing it up into consumable size chapters. If it was an elephant, it would be dividing it up into, you know, 10,000 pieces, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, and I know these are sim- kind of silly hypotheticals, but really consider it. If you right now, what, whatever it is that you want to do, if you, could, if you could snap your fingers and be where you want to be in the next 10 years, you know, it would, it would l- most likely look different than where you are now. Now, in order to get there... Um, you're going to have to make changes in your life. You're going to have to, uh, do things in your life that are going to make you uncomfortable and that are going to be difficult. Okay. That's just the nature of, of, of doing things. So then the question is, how are you going to break this task down in order, in a way for you to really take it on head on? Um, let's say you're wanting to start a business. Uh, something that I think about a lot of times is, you know, I'll drive on my, my drive to work every day. Uh, I will drive and go past these big buildings with these companies and they have their, their names on the side of the building. And, you know, these just big, just tens of, of floors of building, just dozens and dozens of floors. Um, and I'm like, man, how on earth did someone build, you know, create a company that is big enough to where they, they reside in these buildings or have their names on the outside of it. How did they even get to this point? You know, there's a, um, there's a large, uh, truest bank building, I believe in, in downtown Chattanooga. And I see it all the time and it's, it's one of the larger buildings in town. And I just like, I see it. I'm like, man, like, how could I ever get to the point where I had something that big or that prominent? Not that I necessarily want to, I'm not, this is not me kind of, you know, uh, subtly saying that I want to open up a company, much less my own bank. Um, but you know, you see that and it's like, man, how did, how did they even get up there? You know, not too many, not too long ago, not a few weekends ago, I was in Nashville and everyone, uh, if you're, if you're familiar with Nashville, you know, of the famous Batman building with the, uh, it's, it's one of the, the bigger buildings in town and it's right in the middle of downtown. It's next to Broadway. It's a pretty large building. Um, and it's got the, it's kind of famous for, you know, just the way it looks, but also it's got a big AT&T logo in the middle of it. And I remember being there that weekend and, and looking at it and just thinking, how did like AT&T used to not exist? What, how can someone even build a company 
to where it gets to this point. That just seems insane to me. There's no telling how many steps that have to be taken, how many decisions have to be made. And if you put that on paper, that would seem like an impossible task to accomplish. Um, And yes, on paper, goals like that, like accomplishments like that seem incredibly large and daunting and seem like things that uh, are very hard to take on. I think oftentimes when we see, you know, for me, when I see, uh, you know, big buildings like this, or when I see really large books, uh, or, you know, right now I'm training for this half marathon, which I, I'm making good progress in it, but still it seems kind of daunting to have to, to, to be able to run that far. Um, whenever I am presented with a challenge like this, whenever I see something in my life where I want to accomplish it, uh, if I'm presented with a challenge or if I'm presented with something that just intimidates me by its sheer size, um, for me, I try, I think, I think a lot of people nowadays try to not only person, like, you know, a lot of people, their, their first instinct is to try and drum up some kind of motivation, uh, some kind of reason to do the task ahead of you. Um, a lot of people, especially online also kind of sell this idea of some kind of weird pseudo motivation. And and I'm not saying that it it never works. There's another place for it. But for me personally, what, what helps me is not someone looking at me and saying, Hey, you know, you can do it or, Hey, you're, it, you know, you're, you're great enough. You can do it like that. Just people, people telling me those kind of somewhat cliche motivational things isn't what does it for me. For me, being able to break down a challenge or break down a goal into smaller, more attainable pieces, um, really helps me approach these challenges, uh, a lot easier. You know, I, uh, um, you know, oftentimes I think nowadays it can be very overwhelming to try and accomplish a goal ahead of us. I know we all have different goals and different things that we want to accomplish. Um, but I think oftentimes it can be very difficult just because of the nature of the world we live in. Uh, it seems like everyone around us nowadays, uh, you know, through social media and just through the way we interact with people, it, it can often seem like everyone has it put together. Everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone uh, is on the fast track to success. And, you know, honestly, for one, that's not true. Uh, you know, everyone deals with things on the inside that we don't always show on the outside. But also the reality is that everyone's still trying to figure this whole thing out together. Um, none of us have all the answers figured out. None of us have every thing that we need, uh, you know, figured out in our life. And I think that to me, that's a little bit comforting because it, I know that, um, other people struggle with, uh, you know, challenges ahead of them as well. Other people struggle with what to make of the things they want to accomplish in their life. And so my challenge to you, uh, whoever you are, the listener right now, um, my challenge to you is that whenever you are presented with, um, any kind of trial or any kind of challenge in front of you. Um, don't try not to be overwhelmed by the sheer size of it, or don't try to, you know, drum up some kind of, some kind of motivation that really isn't there. 
Um, cause there are going to be days where you're not motivated. There's going to be days where you don't want to do these things. There's going to be days where you are just simply not, not up for the task. And I get that. Um, what I would challenge you to do is to take whatever it is that you're dealing with, take whatever challenge it is that's in front of you, whether it's reading a book, whether it's entering a half marathon, whether it's starting that company, whether it's mending a relationship with a loved one, whatever it is, what, whatever you're trying to do, instead of focusing on how daunting the task is and how big it is, focus on breaking it down into smaller pieces and then starting wherever you can start. If for you, you want to, you know, if you're like me and you're trying to enter into a race, break it down into smaller pieces and then focus on finishing that first quarter mile, uh, or maybe focus on finishing that first mile, whatever it is. Focus on that first. If you can do that, okay, then that can be a great launching pad for you to take on the next quarter mile, the next, you know, full mile. Um, if you're trying to read a book, if you're like me, you know, a couple years ago and you're wanting to start reading again, don't focus on the fact that you've got 500 pages ahead of you that you have to read. Focus on reading the next 10 pages. If you can do that, if, if do you think you can, if you can do that, um, that's a great start. You're focusing on doing what you can do and taking steps in the right direction. Um, you know, and I'll even go, you know, I, I was, I was giving this analogy to somebody the other day. If you wanted to do what seems to be impossible and try to create your own streaming service to compete with someone like, like Netflix, um, you know, that is, seems like an impossible task to do. And it would certainly be something that would take a lot of time to do because, Netflix is a well-established company in a market that is uh, difficult to get into. However, um, I'm not guaranteeing success with anything, but what I am saying is that if you wanted to do something so daunting as that, to try and get into that marketplace and compete in that marketplace, um, the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you break it down into smaller, more attainable goals and start where you can start. Start with, you know, getting that business loan, start with, uh, raising the capital that you need to raise, start with talking to different business partners about what you want to do, whatever it is, whatever the first step is for you to take, start on that. Focus on that. Don't focus on the, the sheer size, um, of the task in front of you. Rather, I think that, um, in order to accomplish these goals and to conquer this fear of long chapters that I've been talking about, Um, I think we should focus on minimizing these fears and minimizing these chapters by creating realistic checkpoints and mile markers that we can use to, to better utilize, uh, and, and approach these goals. However, uh, we see fit and whatever goals we see, we set before us. Um, the fear of what could be is a great way to not allow yourself to ever start the fear of the, and sheer size of a task in front of you can be paralyzing at times. It can be something that, uh, causes you to stop where you are and to not even take that first step. And I get that that's difficult to overcome. Uh, and, and is something that can weigh on your mind a lot. Uh, the sheer size of whatever task is in front of you. However, being able to take that first step, being able to understand that, yes, it may be a large goal. It may be a daunting task, being able to take that first step, uh, and, and do being able to do what you can do right here, right now is a great start and something that not a lot of people are able to do. 
Um, if you're able to take that first step, it's going to be a lot easier to take that second step. If you're able to run that first quarter of a mile, then maybe it'll be a lot easier for you to run that second quarter of a mile and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, that's my challenge to you. Uh, my, my challenge is whatever task is in front of you, try to break it down. Try to, um, you know, try to itemize it and compartmentalize it. And I'm hoping I'm still using those words correctly. Uh, make them into smaller, more attainable tasks to accomplish. And I feel really confident that over time, slowly but surely, you'll be able to better uh, accomplish whatever goals you have set in front of you. So, um, but yeah, that I think that's mainly everything I wanted to talk about today. Uh, it's just something that's been on my mind a lot because I think a lot of people, especially my age, really fall into this, this uh, kind of paralysis of not being able to accomplish a goal simply just because of how, how large it is, whether you're wanting to start your career or build a family or, uh, you know, try out something new, it can be scary to try these things and to try and, uh, you know, summit these metaphorical peaks, uh, in our lives. But I think the key in order to do this in my experience and in my opinion is taking that first step and is, is, um, being able to break each task and each challenge down into its uh, bare form and, and into uh, its its uh, smaller pieces. So like my mom said, uh, whatever that elephant is in your life that's in front of you, whatever you're trying to uh, accomplish, if, if there's an elephant in your life that you're wanting to take care of uh, and deal with, then my recommendation and the recommendation of my mom is to get out there and break it down into really, really small pieces and take it one bite at a time. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, I think that's all I have for today. Um, as always, thank you all for listening and supporting the show. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this uh, kind of short little segment from me. Uh, just my thoughts on this, what I've labeled as the fear of long chapters. And I hope that uh, you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure that if you enjoyed today's episode to uh, leave a, a five-star review on wherever you get your podcasts or feel free to uh, DM me on Instagram or, or send me an email to let me know your thoughts on the show so far. Those links will be uh, down in the description of today's episode. So if you'd like to check out me on social media, check out the podcast on social media, that will be down in the description uh, as well as any links uh, that are usually in the description. Um, with all that out of the way, I want to again say thank you for listening to today's episode. Thank you for supporting the show. Hope you enjoyed this episode. My name is Daniel Trinum, uh, and I hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you, everybody. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As one final reminder, if you'd like to support the show, then don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to check out any links that were mentioned during the show or follow the show or myself on social media, then feel free to head to the description of today's episode to find these links. As always, thank you again for checking out today's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. I will catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. See ya.